Hello, Danny. How's it going? All right, it's me. It's me, Danny fucking Bryce. <laughs> Here I am. Let me get this on, on record. <laughs> I'm complaining about this being the bad side of my face. And Danny says that I have a symmetrical face, which I'm just going to tell everybody from now no, on. No, it's true. Like, me and all of our mutual friends are just like, oh, Kitty's got a really symmetrical face. That's pretty much, she knows. We've told her already. She knows. She's never told What's me What's this before. podcast called? What's it called? <laughs> it's called... Heart and Dyslexic, because she knows. Well, thanks. I'm going to, that's my bio now. That's good. <laughs> So, welcome to my Neurodivergent Diary with me, Kitty Cowell. In this podcast, I am going to be talking to neurodivergent people. I did say previously it's going to be neurodivergent and neurotypical, but for the foreseeable future, I've decided it's going to be just neurodivergent people because this is our space, right? And today, I have my good friend, Danny Price. To be fair, everybody that's like our close friends calls you Danny Price. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Then other people now call you Danny fucking... They'll be like, I'll just mention Danny, and they're like, what, Danny fucking Price? Well, I used to live in St. Albans with a few of our friends, which you know as well. Yeah. And, um, Do you want to name drop who that is? Oh, it's just the Annie Shikari boys, isn't it? <laughs> and like, I was always love just them, a- aka. <laughs> they're, they're good guys. Yeah, yeah. I was always just um, I was putting on nights. I was a promoter in it, and um, I was always just doing like mad shit. And um, someone would be like, "Who's who's doing this?" And and it'd just be me, like fucking, I don't know, like just causing havoc. And they'd be like, "Oh, it's Danny fucking Price, isn't it?" <laughs> and then this guy. Paul Littler, I don't care. I'll drop his name. Paul Littler. Right. was like, there's one guy I'd really like to punch. He's a skinny, skinny white guy with a trilby hat and he's bald. And he's, <laughs> he's like, there's one guy I'd really like to punch. He's Danny fucking Price. And I just was like, yeah, that's my name now. Okay, so Danny fucking Price is Danny's handle on the internet. Um, just on Instagram, actually. Yeah, I'm actually banned from most other platforms. So <laughs> it's just that Danny fucking Price, isn't it? Yeah, YouTube, it's quite a name. YouTube let me put up stuff, but then they just like shadow it. And right. Twitter deleted my accounts as soon as Elon Musk took over. Right. And I did I did set up another one, but I just did it out of spite not to use. Twitter's a waste space anyway. It's like I don't like places where people can't be accountable by the way by their their, their image. Like you have to mm. Instagram you can share your text, you can share your life, you can share your picture, your a personality on there. Yeah, I think I Twitter do. is very much like there's a wall up there and you can pretty much just bully people. That's all yeah. it is. People are just on there for bullying and trolling, really. True. So the point of this podcast is to talk about being neurodivergent, right? And the difference between neurotypical people and neurodivergent people. And weirdly, or like surprisingly, I say like unsurprisingly, most of my friends are neurodivergent. Yeah. And so you are dyslexic, like me. Yeah, I am. And I'm very recently diagnosed as well. And like, it's something that it's, it's really weird. So I did this therapy thing called the Hoffman process. Mm. We're not really allowed to talk about it, as you know, but it's great. It's got like a yeah. big success rate. Loads of people have done it. And my life was, to he be was honest. He was a dickhead before that. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was a massive dickhead. Like, I, that's why he's like, oh, he's done a fucking price. What's he done? He's like shit on somebody's windscreen or you, whatever. You were never a dickhead to me. And I suppose we didn't know each other that well before. But mm. just to pre preference this, like... I know people, I have friends that maybe I've known longer than you or even new people that I meet and they might have met you way before, like I even met you. And I'd be like, oh yeah, so who's coming to this thing tonight? Oh, like this person is Danny Price. They're like, what, that fucking dickhead. And I'm like, why do you think that? And they're like, oh, because like 10 years ago he started a fight with my mate. And I'm like, yeah, he's kind of different Yeah, (laughs) Like, no, I was a a bad guy. Like I was. I grew up in Wolverhampton. Um, Like it was... I was good in school, was naughty in school, but like 
I just like just didn't really give a fuck. And like I didn't I've never fucking like targeted anybody or bullied anybody like in my life because I was bullied like but if anybody was to sort of step out of line with me or any of my friends that was my big thing if they, anybody crossed my mm, friends yeah. I would fucking hunt them down I'd fuck them up <laughs> and like I'm not proud of it but also you have to stick up for little people do you know what yeah. I mean that's always what I did and I, and I did take it too far a lot of the time and then that sort of grew on me and I was just like yeah fuck everyone do you know what I mean mm, and, mm. and like then when I moved to London it was like well, you lot, you lot, like, just go around, like, just taking a piss out of each other and just, like, you know, like, literally bullying each other. And it's, it's for me, I'm like, oh, no, thank you. So right. th- then I was just, like, I sort of blanketed everyone and was like, well, everyone can just get fucked. And anybody would try and test my patience. So I was just, you know, and it's not even, like, actual fighting people, mm-hmm. but, like, just being so open to the point where I was, like, I will literally just 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 fuck you up if you want to if you want to carry on doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And a, a lot of people, yeah, that isn't the right way to to be. It's not the right way to be. Of course, it's not. Yeah. I know that now. But like at the time, I was just like, why is what's everybody's problem with everybody else? Just be honest and just sort of, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I can see how people sort of got on the wrong side of that and then therefore got on the wrong side of me. So I was yeah. a dickhead. You're like outspoken. Like you are an outspoken person. Yeah. And I suppose now you're outspoken. Like, I mean, I can relate to just being angry when I was younger, right? Yeah. Like I was, I'm, I'm still a bit angry now, but I'm yeah. just a bit less aggro with people or like my fuse is not quite as short and I think that comes of age but also comes of therapy yeah definitely (laughs) um and you are outspoken but I suppose you use that now in a way like yeah it's like it's channeled through like the right ways and not about like petty things and like you know guest list arguments or shit like that you know what I mean (laughs) fuck a guest list yeah I know Uh, yeah I get you I mean it's hard, though, when you work in that kind of industry as well, isn't it? Because if you are the guy that has to put the list together, you are yeah. the guy that's got to sort that shit out. Everyone's on your case. Oh, yeah. As you know, like, it was... I was throwing, like... I was throwing, like, three, four parties a week at mm. one point. This was just before we started getting into owning spaces. Right. And it was just all these people that wasn't my friends or I didn't yeah. really know. And this was, like, taking... And at one point, it got to this point where this one kid was, like... Um, I banned him from coming to a party because he had like he had a drug problem basically, and he was on antidepressants. And then he, he like snuck in, fell up the stairs, oh. like fucking started robbing booze from the bar, like. And he was just like, "You really think that I'm that much of a pushover, right?" Yeah. Um, so yeah, when you are that person, people will test your patience all the time, mm. and whether they mean to or not, whether they're just like chasing like you know the high or just wanting to to be in these social circles or whatever. Like it's not really it's not my problem; it's their problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like now, I'm very much like I, I don't even really do events anymore. Yeah, like yeah. with our spaces, we have business managers and we get other people to. So it's not yeah. really my issue, which yeah. is great because I cannot be bothered with that. Yeah. How do you think then? So, like, when did you get diagnosed with dyslexia? So, yeah, sorry, that no, was where sorry. it was going. Um, I did the Hoffman process and I finished that in 2018, late 2018. Yeah. And then I was, as you know, I was in a really long relationship. And, um, like, in, like, 2019, I still was realising... I We broke up and then I was realising that it was still something not quite right and I couldn't concentrate and... You know, it was. It felt like all the issues that I had before um, I did the um, therapy, they're like, the bad issues were gone. The family issues, the anger issues, they were gone, but I was still not coping with day-to-day things, and mm-hmm. I didn't know why. 
anyway, so um, with Hoffman, you get it's a process. You get loads of aftercare, and you, you're always you're always part of it. So then I went to see a psychologist, and they like basically just assessed me there. And then it was like, oh yeah, this is like just standard like dyspraxia, and I'm dyslexia, and there was some um, tones of dyspraxia now as well. And I was like, but I can read, like I can. Right. And I was like, but but like. It's not that simple. It's not. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's it's right. like when we're when we're young, we get told that dyslexia is like, oh, the letters are jumping out in the page. Like yeah. it's nothing like that at all. It's not being able to read a paragraph until like the third, fourth time for me. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? same. Yeah, yeah. And like, like the coordination thing is really bad for me as well. When I say left and right, I have to physically do this with right. one of my hands to uh-huh, do it, and that's yeah. part of the dyspraxia part yeah, of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, so, uh, there's a lot of times with my speech as well that. Um, I only noticed when I started making these videos that there's words that I've been saying my entire life, but all of a sudden for like a minute, I will not be able to say that word. Mm. And I have it in my head and I just won't be able to say it. Yeah. And then when I, we, I would watch me, I'd edit these videos back and I'd be like looking at my eyes, like trying really struggling mm. to say these words. And I was like, yeah, there's something, there's something wrong here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, um, I, got, I got offered to sort of... What did I want to do? What I wanted to do? Did I want to sort of get any kind of help or see anybody about it? And I suppose the stubborn part of me was like, <laughs> well, I've got this far, yeah. so fuck it. Yeah. And I've just sort of lent into it and just like embraced my insecurities when it comes to that and just being very, very open. One of the things they taught me in Hoffman was like secrets die on exposure. So I'm always so just true. like, it's right, yeah? So fucking, I'd get behind that 1,000%. Yeah, so I just don't keep anything to myself anymore. I'm just yeah. so open with everything I've ever done, where I am in, in my head, and I think that that is my coping mechanism for it. And yeah, I do struggle, and, I, and I'm not going to lie, I try not to read books, and I can't read books. Like, it's different. I could read a recipe book all day, and that's fine. Mm. But like actually reading anything story, or I don't get it. But did, like, did they did they try? Oh, maybe they didn't because this probably would come with like further help if that makes sense. Yeah. But the color overlays, do you know about that? No. So do you know what would be really interesting? I don't know how I'm ever going to make this happen because she's nowhere near London. But my mum is a dyslexia assessor, right? Okay. She's a specialist. To have her in this room would have been so interesting. But um, it's it's got a weird, and I keep forgetting what it is. I've always thought it was just part of dyslexia. It's not. It's um, some dyslexic kids have this and some don't. And basically, when you're diagnosed, they do color overlays, like like a really deep assessment for dyslexia. Oh, is it like the translucent paper thing? Yeah, so yeah, it's like yeah, yellow, yeah. blue, yeah, they yeah, try yeah, different yeah, colors. Yeah. And then you can get glasses. So like my mum will advise like if the kid will like do it, you know, you go and you go to an optometrist and you get like yellow lens glasses, for example. Right, okay. But I just use overlays, right? Because right. so, I struggle so hard with books, but like... If it's educational and I want to learn about it, I can be engrossed. It's just right. take me like months to read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But the overlays changed my life. Really? It's same on a computer. That's when my okay. mum first discovered it. So before my mum was like an educational psychologist or like she, well, dyslexia assessor is, is what she is. But she was a fashion designer. She's completely different. But because I'm so dyslexic, it like ruled her life. Right. She got ill and then when she wasn't, she completely changed her career basically as a point but when I was little I was on like my dad's computer and I like pressed a button and and, like highlighted the screen I was like oh my god I can read this right okay and they were like fuck that's fascinating like I don't know it's just really interesting but it's it's got a certain kind of word but it's generally so cheap like you can just go to any like I don't know WH Schmivs or like art store and you get a pack of these just like plastic sheets they're used for art and then you just put them cut them down to like the size of a book yeah just keep them in a book so it 
it will so change. Then, oh, then, then I can just fucking read. Imagine that. Imagine I can just fucking read. Probably, <laughs> yes. Honestly, I bet you can. Mm. Like... I, my mum's very, very technical of all that, you know, I, I can't say it's like this percentage of dyslexics have it, but like yeah. a majority, I'd say. Okay. Usually with, with like, she, you know, assesses dyslexic kids every two weeks. They, they, the assessments that she does take like 10 days to write up. They're like very thorough. Yeah. Um, and she can see whether you're also like, you, she can't diagnose other things. Like she can diagnose that, but say for example, autism, but she can see the traits yeah. and then send you to be diagnosed thoroughly. Yeah. Other yeah. Things, yeah. But it is really fascinating to hear about all that stuff. Question then. So in regards to that, so this is quite recent. Um, how do you think, like in regards to school, like you obviously got through it and everything. Oh, yeah. But do you think it would have? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. um, without going too deep in, oh, it's a podcast, right? Yeah, but yeah like, deep as you I was like, <laughs> I, was, I was the fucking weird kid in primary school. I was weird as fuck. Right. So, um, I've I think I've always put it down to creative creativity, mm. and so like you have your school uniform, and then my nan had this dinner ladies coat, and it was like a really long blue coat, like it was awful. Right. But okay. I used to wear that as my coat, and then <laughs> remember Star Trek, and I hate Star Trek. But you know that guy that had like the thing. I bought the some glasses. of them. Yeah, I bought some of them, and I used yeah. to wear them to school. I like, mean, to be fair, there was a there was a period in like the early two thousands, yeah. wasn't there, where those glasses were really fashionable. Were they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was like the weird kid, and I used <laughs> to the, like I used to sit like I used to sit in the playground and just play with twigs. Nobody, all the kids played with toys, or whatever. I used to play with twigs, and they used to call me Twiggy. And um, <laughs> anyway, like I, I just used to they used to call me the daydreamer. Mrs. Simmons was my um, one of my main teachers in primary school, and she's like, "You just daydream. That's all you ever do." And that that was it. Like. I never used to pay attention. Like, um, my handwriting used to change as well. Like, all the time. I'd, I'd just have different, different times. It's, that's probably, like, I don't know. You'd probably put that down to split personality disorder <laughs> or some shit right now. But, like, like every week my writing would change. I'd see right. somebody else's writing, I'd be like, I want to write like that. And Interesting. I, yeah. You know, that's supposedly an autistic trait. Yeah, well, it, uh, like, it runs in the family. My brother is severely autistic, and right. um, my dad is undiagnosed ADHD, but you can tell when you look at him. Like, look at him, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my sister is also do undiagnosed you, ADHD. Do you want to explain who your dad is? Or oh, so my dad's um, a guy called Goldie. <laughs> a guy called Goldie. A DJ. He's a fucking nutter, as you know. Mm. But um, again, really, really creative. Yeah. But, like, really creative, really... We're, like, the same fucking person. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, everyone everyone on my dad's side of the family, we've all got traits of, yeah. of the spectrum, definitely. You know, there's a, there's a new thing, and, again, because of my mum, I've learned this. Basically, not a big thing, but because my mum is always having to do research because of her job, and they have to, like, re-qualify every year. So it's, like, it's really thorough. We know it's a spectrum. Like, yeah. being neurodivergent is, like, a, a spectrum of all the people that have all the things, right? Autism... ADHD, dyslexia, but they are now, like, qualified. Like, this is, I think, going to be made... I don't know if it's, like, a law. I don't know how it works, but the the way you qualify dyslexia is now going to be specifically taking on board the fact that it also crosses over into all these other traits. Right, okay. Because before it'd be like, oh, well, you probably... Like, I was only diagnosed dyslexic, whereas throughout different parts of, like, growing up, I'd be like, are you sure I'm not, yeah. like, ADHD or yeah, yeah, ADD yeah. or something? And I am actually going through the process of getting potentially diagnosed at the moment, yeah. or seeing if I have other. I was things. gonna. I was thinking about doing that, but again, I was just like, why? What's the point? You know I mean? Like now, if, I think if you know you're diagnosed of one thing, I do think it's important because the one thing that I find 
it's interesting, it's fascinating, but also it's kind of irritating. And this is the same with all these things, right? It's fashionable or like it's a topic, it's a topic yeah, of subject. Yeah, you're right, right yeah. Now. And like, have you noticed when you say to somebody, because I tell, say to somebody, oh, like, just bear with me, like, I'm, yeah. I can be a bit like, I did this, that thing, um, I hosted this thing the other day, and we had the meetings lead up, and I was like, just bear in mind, like, I'm, I'm, I'm quite, quite dyslexic and dyspraxic, like, just yeah. bear with me. And like, people are like, oh, yeah, like, I'm blah, 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 I do this. And it's like, are you diagnosed though? Yeah, do you know exactly. What I mean? like, yeah, you know. it's true. It's true because people are like, oh, I'm a bit dyslexic. And I'm yes, like, that's the one. They're like, oh, my dyslexic brain. Are you dyslexic though? I'm like, I, I went to six schools. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I have teenage angst because my parents are trying to do the best thing. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. But like, you know, constantly moving me to try and get me the best education. Like, bruh, did I actually yeah, it fuck you help. up? It doesn't yeah. help. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it's, I think it is a spectrum. And there are a lot of people that are going to, you know, even neurotypical people, even if you know you're neurotypical, there are going to be things that cross over. But they, like, mental health, like, this does kind of come into mental health. Yeah. But, but it's different at the same time. Like, maybe you're just depressed and that, and, and you've got anxiety or whatever, but yeah. that creates things that are similar that a neurodivergent person, like, has to deal with. But, yeah, like, that real. doesn't change. Like, we can't have therapy. Like, we can have help and we can learn how to deal with it. But, but we can't change who yeah, we are. Like, yeah, you know our I mean? brains yeah. are made like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. quite literally. So, yeah, it's interesting. Like, I mean, I think... It's interesting to hear you say, like, oh, I was the weird kid in school or whatever. But yeah. like, like, because I'm the cool kid now. That's <laughs> obviously why. Obviously, <laughs> so weird. So strange to imagine that. I know. I know. <laughs> but um, in regards to how you got through, so say, for example, like GCSEs, like all that kind oh, of I stuff. I failed. Did you? Yeah, I failed. Everything. Every, even art, which I'm fucking amazing at. Yeah. Um, like, the art thing was slightly different, though. Um, so... I couldn't do the theory in art, but yeah, my practical right. was really fucking good. But, um, okay, the story is, um, I was obsessed with, like, um, well, tagging, basically. Yeah, yeah. And Just street art, yeah. which is, like, yeah, obviously that's what my dad was, was known for. And, of course, as yeah. a kid, you're going to obsess about, like, you're, you're what your parents do anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, my stepdad was an electrician. I wanted to be an electrician for ages. Like, yeah. then I'm like, my actual dad was, like, a cool guy. I'm going to want to be the cool guy, right? <laughs> so, so I decided to build an estate out of cardboard is about right. this big and all the walls were graffiti art on all okay, the walls so and it was yeah. fucking amazing mm. my teacher says graffiti is not an art uh, I, had I these, know I right I had these Did arguments you have this? as well Fuck, it's crazy right yeah um, oh, it makes me so angry shit like that like, and, then, and then because were I, they white and because <laughs> because like <laughs> you, because with art you don't have to do that much theory like you yeah. can you can have a really good practical piece but because she said that she rang up my mum and she's like yeah he's failed like ungradable and like it was that was fucked up that like yeah. fuck like that was the only thing that I was I cared about mm. but like I it, for me it was like I couldn't even do that do you know what I mean yeah. and then there was a whole like I didn't tell my dad about it I actually told my dad about it a couple of months ago when <laughs> you know that beyond the streets exhibition was on yeah. and I was like I've I failed my art GCSE because of this reason and now it's like the biggest exhibition in the yeah. UK right now do you know what I mean yeah yeah and like it was for me that sort of that put me that took me to a different place. I think that's sort of like where it went sort of downhill for me because I kind of like didn't think that I could do anything. Yeah, Even though yeah. I know now I fucking smashed that fucking that Archie yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I was like the, the, it doesn't matter. And then my mom would call me stupid and whatever. And it's like, really? yeah, 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 yeah. And like it just felt that's not cool. It's not. I know. Like, but like, like that's just yeah, life. 
It is just life. Yeah. I love my mum, by the way. You've only got one mum, but should have yeah. should have been better. But anyway, <laughs> but um, no one's perfect. Exactly. Um, but like that just sent me down uh, a bit of a spiral of being a bit of a, a bad a bad person, and I mean a bad person. Like then, negative. You know I mean? It makes sense because you've you've had you've tried. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And then the outcome has been negative. Yeah. For so real. like, how are you gonna feel? Like I get that. It's interesting you say. I think that if we are, I mean, I don't know. I can only relate to being dyslexic, right? So, like, I and I relate to you in in regards to to that in school. I was a bit of a rebel, and it was only for like good reasons that my parents made me around, but it made me angry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh my god, I've got my first boyfriend in in like secondary school. Oh no, you have to leave now. You know, like yeah, yeah. even just before That's that, fun. like it was it was hard, but it was for all the right reasons. Um, but I, I did that in art. Like, yeah. art was my, like, I'm always getting A's in that art. That was your thing, yeah, That yeah. was my thing. I loved drama as well, but I got a D in my wow. A-level because of all of the theory, because of all the written right. stuff. Right, yeah, it's and fucked, right? Yeah, it's yeah. really shit, whereas my actual, like, acting was an A. Yeah. In art, I managed to get an A, but I, in GCSE, I really, really pushed, like, a similar thing with you, but with tattoos and piercings. Right, okay. Because I got nearly excluded for having an eyebrow piercing. Which really? Now, I would have been like I was quite strong about it but I would have been like harder because boys were walking around with piercings oh right? yeah 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 wearing plasters over them so I was like mm. fine I get an eyebrow piercing I wear a plaster over it my parents right. are fucking furious my parents dobbed me in what? they dobbed me into the school <laughs> they, are we just slating parents now? I, know, I love <laughs> my parents I know it's all for the right reasons but yeah I mean I get it I was 14 yeah I yeah yeah had a piercing um, but anyway, the point is, I was like, boys are doing it. Why can't I do it? Yeah. I'm sorry. I have to call you out on you shouldn't have been doing it. I think I think self-expression is one of the most important things yeah. for, for, especially for teenagers that are going yeah. through that angst period. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I think parents need to be a bit more open. I think they are these days. But, yeah, I think, I think it's because it was my face. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but again, your symmetrical face. Thanks. <laughs> Again, it was because all the girls are getting belly button piercings. And if right, I got okay. a belly button piercing, it'd be fine, right? Yeah. I was like, I fucking love Lincoln Park and yeah. like Lip Biscuit and <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. Pandora in Kerrang literally has her eyebrow pierced. Right, okay. Because she was my idol. All I mean is like being a rebel. I think, you know, it comes, it's, it is hard when like I remember being told, I don't remember this because I was too young, but like even in like preschool walking into the room apparently where they have books and they're like everyone pick a book like reading you know when I was like five or something yeah. and um and they and I apparently waited until everybody picked a book into, and then like found one with just pictures yeah that was me yeah that was me as well yeah 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 fucking Absolutely. great a picture like in in IQ tests if anyone's ever had like a proper thorough IQ test there's one Tests that they do where they give you like squares and their pictures. Yeah. And they give you two and you, you're like, which comes first, right? And then they right. give you three and then it's like, you've got like 20, right? Okay. And you need to make a story out of it. That is where I excelled. Yeah. Like my age and my IQ was like three times my actual age because it's visual and that's what, like, you know, there's no words. Yeah. There's no but text. That, that cuts through to what you do now as a living, which is great, right? Yeah. And exactly. same for me as well. Yeah, exactly. I think once. I think I was very lucky in respect that although it was frustrating because I had to move a lot, my parents were very supportive of dyslexia. Like they got yeah. me um, assessed at such a young age because they noticed stuff that I said. Yeah. They're like, that doesn't seem normal. Whereas it wasn't that recognized. My dad yeah. had dyslexia, but they didn't really know what it was when he was like, a kid. Yeah, I don't think, um, yeah, it just wasn't back then. Like we're yeah. a similar age and like. Um, so I'm a little bit younger. Are you really? Okay. Um, but like, no, I, I didn't even know what autism was until yeah. I was like 
at least 18 years old. Yeah, That's yeah, crazy yeah. to think that now. And yeah. it's it, there's so much of the spectrum everywhere and like like people are being diagnosed and like people like it's been diagnosed for many people like kids are like like pretty much babies, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. People are noticing behaviors. And it's just something that we didn't, especially in Wolverhampton, which is like you know yeah. we had no we had no money for schools and no money for for you know extracurriculum or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, not we didn't. a highly funded area, is no, it? No, not really. Yeah. I mean, it got a bit of money when it became the Millennium City, but it's still a shithole. So. <laughs> so in regards to dyslexia, now um, before we wrap up, right? Now you know you're dyslexic. You have like an answer, a label, right? A does that feel good? Do you know what I mean? Like to kind of like have a, an answer for why you are the way you are. And then B, as an adult, like in terms of interactions with people, how do you think it affects you? Oh, like my, can I do? Okay, do the first one first. Sorry, okay. I asked you two questions. So what was so, the first one? How does it like make you feel oh, having, having a label? Oh, having the label. Um, it's not an excuse for me. Yeah. Um, I don't use it as an excuse, but I do like to prefix sometimes if I know that it's going to affect something that I'm going to do, I do like to just be like, just bear with me. Like, yeah. you know, if somebody gives me a lot of stuff to read, I'll be like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just be like straight up, like, I'm not going to read this. Or yeah. I'll... Um, I'll ask, I'll try and get some, I'll try and get someone to sort of put it into like, you know, short I think, form, yeah, right? short form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was just like, well, I'm, I'm not even going to try and do it because it's going to cause me, it's going to cause me a bit of distress. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and, um, like, and that's how we are with the business as well. I'll just be like, like Ben, he takes care of all of the, the admin kind of stuff. And I'm just like, yeah. let's be creative and let's do whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's having the label isn't. It definitely isn't bad. It's just something that I'm very aware of and I make other people aware of as well. Yeah. Like, no shame. Yeah, I think that's, that's so important. I hate when people are like, I don't want my kid to be diagnosed and labelled. It's like, well, actually, you're doing them a disharm by doing that. Like, yeah. dis justice, sorry. Um, you're kind of harming them because, like, they'll go through life just struggling. Whereas That was, yeah, and that was me. It's a positive like, yeah. thing, yeah. You know, now on LinkedIn, I'm still trying to find this, but apparently you can add it as a skill. Really? Yeah. But it kind of is a skill. Yeah. You know what I mean? In yeah. in in some ways, like um my dyslexia helps me sort of be who I am today, which is fucking great. So, yeah, exactly. You know. Okay, and then finally, how do you think it affects like your day-to-day -day interactions? But I mean more on like a personal level. So that obviously we know and it and it makes sense that it would affect you in work. Um yeah. but like I don't know, say texting or, or anything yeah, like that. Like, You're a voice noter. I'm a voice noter, yeah, massively, <laughs> as you know. I am <laughs> and, and like I have a great voice, so like that's fine. But yeah, um, I hate my fucking phone. I uh, I think yeah. I'm probably one of the only people that is like my phone is a tool for me. It's yeah. not something that I'm enslaved to. Yeah. Like, and um, if my phone goes off more than three times in one minute, even though it's on silent, I can hear it vibrate M more than three times in like one minute. I'll just scream at the fucking phone, and I'll be like, I'm not touching the phone now. I'm not Do touching. You know it for what? An hour. This is hilarious because Daniel will send me like ten voice notes in the space of two minutes. <laughs> Like... <laughs> yeah, it's right. Um, and someone will send me a message and I'll just fucking leave me alone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah like in terms of like, I've been on a roll. I've only started a couple of times in this podcast, but like that's something that I'm really conscious about is my my starter sometimes comes out and I have to just pause and just be like, try and think of the words I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, but like that's something that 
Especially in like when we go out and it's like a gig environment, it's something yeah. that I struggle with quite a bit. Yeah. But but as I said, I'm just so I'm just open with it now, so I'm yeah. just fine. Everybody knows me, and pe- some people when I'm like, oh, just my start is a bit bad today, they'll be like, I've never noticed you had a start, and I'm like, yeah, fucking sick. Yeah. Nice one. Um. So yeah, it does affect me day to day, but I just own it really. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's good because there are other people who don't, and if I can sort of, if I ever meet anyone who's got like pretty much exactly the same like style of like um dyslexia as me like it'd be sick you know what I mean? yeah, <laughs> have a great time yeah, yeah. um but if people can see me getting on with it then maybe i can inspire them to to sort of get on with it in a way i'm yeah. not saying that it's perfect and i'm not saying that it's great because it's not yeah, but like sure. i i do the best that i can and i'm doing all right yeah know? definitely i think that's a really good point to make because I think dyslexia has been talked about less, but like being neurodivergent is is like a topical subject. Yeah, definitely. I, like right now. And I think that's fucking great because now I've generally had some of my best friends tell me like something's happening. I can't even think what it is, but I just remember one of my best mates saying to me, I must have said, I'm sorry, I'm dyslexic, right? Just bear with me. And they were like, you can't use that as an excuse for everything. Wow, who said that? This was years the ago. Fuck? Let's not go there. But like, I know they didn't mean it from like a bad place i think right. they generally thought she just use it's a bit like when someone's oh. like i'm a bit depressed now no you're yeah. just being fucking lazy yeah, okay, do you know what okay. i mean and people didn't get it they didn't understand people just thought dyslexia affects you writing and yeah reading, right yeah. i'm like just getting here on the tube it affects like drive like not just like i'm a good driver but do i mean the, like the getting here on the tube thing is something that i do all the time yeah. i always get on the wrong tube. yeah <laughs> and I've, been, I've lived in London for seven years like oh, it's crazy yeah exactly i've lived here for 10 years yeah. and i still make these mistakes all the time but yeah. it's generally because i will double check triple check everything right but sometimes it's not clear mm. and i will stand there sometimes i'll so, you know when you stand there just looking at the tube map? That's yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, it's telling me. Like, <laughs> you don't even know what you're looking at. Oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm just looking for a word, and the word is not standing out yeah. to me right now. So I have to read this three times. It really frustrates me. It's actually something I'm, I think I'm gonna, you know, as this goes on, try and advocate for more because there are things that happen because it's black and white, and I'm telling yeah, you that is such a yeah. thing. Like it's known that black on white, which is why the overlays make a difference. Right. Our brains don't read it. If you're dyslexic, yeah. like it's it's too harsh or something. I don't know what it mm. is, but the words just don't stand out to us, right? Why don't they think about that? Mm. Like it is ableist. It yeah. is. It's it's you know this is I hate it, and I think this comes back down to like the labeling, and I'm trying to like not be bothered by it. But it's a known like a registered disability to be dyslexic. Yeah. And that's yeah. not really talked about yeah. or thought about enough. But at the same time, it's also known as a skill. So, like, it has yeah. its plus and its minus. But I feel like the world isn't built for us sometimes. Oh, for real. Can I ask you just, like, slightly off topic? Your spelling. How's your spelling? Terrible. <laughs> yeah, same. Mine's, mine's a lot better. Okay, so I feel very much, like, in this space, I'm yeah. extremely lucky because... They kind of, my dad's like also changed schools a million times, right? Yeah. He he grew up very privileged. Like long story in regards to that. I, I just grew up normal. But at one point, my dad's family had decent money, right? So they really spent a lot, uh, like whatever they could on trying to get him a decent education. But it meant that he changed schools a lot because they just kept saying he's stupid, but they yeah. didn't understand dyslexia, right? For me, one of the reasons I had to leave one of the schools is because we couldn't afford to send me there anymore, right? So right. I got sent... So my first secondary school was a private boarding school. I mean, I wasn't boarding, but it was a private school. And it was because it specialized in dyslexia and was really good for okay. me. 
or like for dyslexic kids, but then we just couldn't afford, I was on a scholarship in order to be able right, to afford okay. to go there, but then we couldn't afford to keep me there anymore. And then I went to another really good, um, you know, secondary school that was a state school, but I'm lucky that the area I grew up in has like, you know, it's a good area, do you get yeah. what I mean? So the state schools had like good funding or whatever. But the point is, is that whatever money my parents did have, generally they spent on my education. Right. I didn't have Sky TV. We didn't go abroad on holiday, like literally didn't get on a plane until I was 15, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I appreciate so much that they did that. Like I, I was confusing when I was younger, right. you know, like having to move so much. But the point I mean is that I had such like I had help from the age of six. Yeah, that's so incredible. Yeah. I feel very privileged in that respect. So, yes, my, like my worst thing is reading and spelling, okay? But at this age, grand age, I had so much help with my spelling that is a lot better. Yeah. So much better. I have friends that are deeply dyslexic that will text me and I'm like, you had no help. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't. Well, they'll text you. So, even the predictive text isn't even correct. Yeah. Like, That's I'm fast, like, how is that? I know, right? Okay, Literally. Christ. The things I used to struggle with when I was little were things like TH, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, like, I was putting F. When I was hearing yeah. fa, but it was tha, you know, yeah. things like that. I, I remember, but I had such good help that, like, it's now pretty great. And okay. predictive text is this. Yeah, predictive text is the one. It's the fucking best. I'm so bad at spelling. And even even just the, like, I'll be writing notes and I'll look at it later and I'm like, what the fuck is that word yeah, that I wrote yeah. with my own hand? What does this mean? <laughs> yeah. I try and make myself write quite a lot still as well, yeah. like in notepads and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. There's there's scientific proof that like when you write things down, it goes into your brain easier. And I think that thing of like the stutter that you have, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think the stutter subject. Maybe we should do like a whole other podcast. Oh yeah, on. we could. There's a thing that I've been doing with the stutter is if I memorize the first letter of every word that I'm going to say in a sentence when I'm filming, I yeah, usually get it right. That's good. But like, it's like it's it's a be it's better, but it's not that much better. I really wonder because. My ex-boyfriend that I was with for a long time had, like, a very, very obvious stutter, right? But, like, I'd, he had never been diagnosed with anything else, you know, like right. dyslexia or whatever. As I got older and kind of, I don't know, like, I mean, now I've got long COVID that I'm suffering with. I think it's right. made that kind of, that, uh, don't know what it is, where you're searching for words in your brain. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because our brains don't, like, I could tell you everything someone was wearing 10 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like, my memory is sick. Like, I, people are like, how can you remember that? And it's like, yeah, I remember everything. You're a dickhead. Exactly. I remember you was a dickhead. Yeah, too. exactly. <laughs> but when it comes to words, like, mm. names, I'm fucked. Yeah, names, not for me. Yeah, because <laughs> our brains, they just don't pick up on the letters. So then that's mm. what, that thing of you saying, which makes a lot of sense, that if you memorise the, like, let, first letter of each word, it's like a cue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And that that I've struggled with a lot. Like I used to do presenting on a YouTube show and they would every every time I'd be like, please just give me like print it off so I can at least see. So I yeah. will see the beginning of the sentence like I and it would be like you turn up on the day and they're giving me all these scientific facts because it was about sustainability. And I'm like, I'm no, fucking that's dyslexic. Gone. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah. I would feel so stupid because they're like, no, you missed that word. And I'm like. Please print it out. Like, yeah. I'm fucked at this point. I'm not actually stupid. And if I can just chat, fucking Yeah, great. if you can just talk, like, I did this talk on the weekend, and it was like, it was this hosting thing, and I had all these notes. And I, as I finished writing them, I was like, I'm not going to say a fucking thing <laughs> yeah. these notes. But I have to do it. I have to at least try. And yeah. I didn't use them at all. And when I did the, I did the comedy night back in February, and I had all of these routines, and I was like... That I'm not going to use them, like yeah. you know. So I just went up there and winged it, and people are like you did you did stand up and you winged it. Who does that? And I'm like well, this, me. Obviously. I think that is a massive skill. Like <laughs> this sounds so weird saying now, but 
I was a musician. I was, again, another I know you as a musician. We all know. (laughs) I was a musician for many years. And when I first started, the only reason it started was a bit of a joke, right? I mean, I think the whole thing was a bit of a joke. I don't really know how it ended up being a career for, like, a long time. Wow. Um, But I I loved, like, rock music and I loved rap, right? And they started doing, in the home of Shakespeare, Stratford-upon-Avon, rap nights that were literally like, I'm not even joking you, Eight Mile. Like, <laughs> but this is like a bunch of like, what? I mean, this isn't Stratford upon Avon, so it's fucking weird, yeah. But you'd go, it was like an open mic, right? Yeah. And different people would get up and battle, and no girls had ever gotten up. And right. my friends just took me because when we would get a little bit tipsy, they'd be playing guitar, yeah. I would just like freestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't serious. I used to write poetry, so it just okay. came from that, right? And um, and then they threw me up on stage, and I was like, "Fucking hell!" Shit. And I, I like got through to the second, like the second to last round. So I nearly no won on the first How one. How many rounds did you do? Uh, it's a long time ago. I think there were four rounds. No so way. like the final round was like the winner, and I got, I, I was the, was like, I didn't win, but I was uh, third runner up. No, second. Second Like, as in, what am I trying to say? You, would, you didn't I got get to the, the final. One. Sorry, I got yeah. to the final, but I didn't win. Yeah, you get okay, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so I was yeah. against the person in the final. And then I went back and I did it and I won. No way. And, like, I just completely freestyled. That's sick. And I think that is a thing that we're way better at freestyling. Yeah, 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 yeah. We could just talk anything. Put us on the spot and we'll chat shit about whatever. And we'll, we'll have a great rapport and it's fucking sick. But, like, any time trying to get us to rehearse lines or yeah. shit like that, like, no thanks. I know. It's... I sometimes think I should do more acting because I've done bits and then I'm like... You know, I would love not. to be a fucking actor. I yeah. love it. It'd be it'd be great, but I just know that I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, this is kind of how I feel. Anyway, thank you so much. We've no worries. Thanks for a long me. time. It's been... No, it's been great. I really appreciate you talking about it all. And if you want to find Danny, I'll put all his socials below. He is at Danny. Just the one so he's just one yeah, social. Yeah, just the one. He's not allowed <laughs> on any others. If you want to hear... Oh, pardon me. Uh, you can find me on... All socials at Kitty Cowell. And then I've now started at my Neurodivergent Diary pod on Instagram. So hit me up on Twitter if you want to tell me who I should have as my next guest or you want to leave any feedback or comments. Peace out.